Kit McCarty here, welcoming you to Now I See, a podcast where people of vision share their eye-opening experiences that helped them shift focus, gain perspective, and see themselves and their world in a whole new way. We invite you to pull up a chair to the conversational table, pour yourself a drink, and enjoy our show. We're hoping our time together will encourage, elevate, and engage you toward your own eye-opening moments. I'm your host, Kit McCarty, and my special guest today is Daniel Kennedy. Welcome to Now I See. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so glad you're here. Daniel's early years were troubled, which led him to make some hard and painful choices in his teen and early adult years. One day, an encounter with a street evangelist resulted in his decision to turn his life over to Jesus, who began to chip away at the rough places in Daniel's life and character. A life hidden in shame, sin, and darkness began to be transformed into a life of openness, freedom, and light. You can read more about Daniel's story on his website, basicbibleguide.org. Daniel's character, forged in adversity, resulted in refined boldness, resourcefulness, tenacity, vision, and leadership, which, being shaped by God's wisdom, are now being used not only for Daniel's good, but to help others learn and grow. Or at least that's how I see it. Daniel, how do you see yourself? Well, that was a pretty fair assessment. Um, you know, I strive the, the good points of everything you were saying. I strive for those every day. You know, it's a struggle that we're all in here in the earth with the distractions and the temptations and everything. But I really do um, live my life for the Lord. Uh, I just can't help talking about him and the program that he uh, told me to produce uh, pretty much everywhere I go. <laughs> so it's kind of ex- an exciting life I live you know, with that. Well, you had an interesting, uh, something interesting that happened to you. Years ago, you saw something you couldn't unsee. You were in church when the teacher asked the audience to open their Bibles so they could study some verses together. Daniel, pick up your story from there. Yeah, well, um, the Lord had told me to write a Bible study when I was 23 years old. I'm 59 now. And um, I just blew it off uh, that I didn't want to deal with it. Uh, but I knew I had heard that. I knew he had told me that. So. Um, probably five or, um, let us see, about, uh, well, like eight years later, I was sitting in church thinking, should I write this Bible study, which I know nothing about whatsoever, uh, just write a Bible study that God told, that's what he told me. So I'm sitting in church one morning thinking, should I do it or shouldn't I do it? Should I do it or shouldn't I do it? Um, which I have, again, no clue how it works or anything. But as I'm thinking that, the pastor gets up there and says to uh, the crowd, okay, everybody turn to Ephesians, you know, wherever. And the guy right behind me in the pew behind me goes, Ephesians, where's that? <laughs> like, so I said to myself, all right, I'll do it, I'll do it, you know. And then after I said I'll do it, I would just be going about my daily routine. And a little download would come to me of how to write this program. And I wouldn't even be thinking about it. It was, it was really, you know, an amazing thing. But for me, it was all just part of life. It wasn't, you know wow, it just was happening, you know, as I look back on it, it's kind of more of a wow, but at the time it was just (laughs) happening. So, um, so it would download to me how to write this program. And so I need to do this. And then all of a sudden, after a while, it was all downloaded to me a little bit at a time. And I knew how to write this program. So, well, I need to do it, need to do it, need to do it. I had four kids at home, his and her businesses, very busy. And, um, so there's a place called Praise Mountain in Florissant, Colorado. It's an hour drive in the mountains. It's there to fast and pray. So I'd been there before for like a night or two. And uh, so I said, yeah, I can get up there and get away from everything and write this program that God told me to do. 
And so um, I called up and I said, how long can you be there? They said, seven nights. I said, sign me up for seven nights. And I said, well, you know, it's there to fast and pray. So I'll just have mouth of spring water the whole time, which I'd never done before. <laughs> I just, you know, Like I say, this thing just unfolded, you know, as it went. And uh, so for seven days and nights, I never left the cabin. I had nothing but mountain spring water. I just wrote that program from, from morning till night. And uh, after seven days, wrote half of it. Went up uh, months later, did another seven days, wrote the other half. Went up months later, did another seven days and went through it and uh, made sure that it all worked right. Well, as life does tend to happen to us, um, a uh, tragedy in my life happened after that and my wife left me. And um, after all that settled down and was, you know, finalized and all with the kids and the whole thing. Um, after that happened, friends started coming out of the woodwork, helping me produce this thing and different friends at different times saying, you know, cause it was handwritten. It was only a handwritten little document at the time. And a friend would say, you know, I can take that and put it into a word document for you. And then another friend would say, you know, I can table that and like make it like a book. And, and then other people said that, you know, we can help you publish this. And now there's seven different versions. Uh, you can find them on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com <laughs> and it's a 501c3 ministry. <laughs> That's an amazing story. And I, I want to circle back to uh, something that you said early in the story about how prayer and fasting were such an important part of the unfolding of that and being uh, drinking that pure mountain water and being washed in pure word, um, just you and God in the mountains and his word. Um, can you speak a little bit to the power of prayer and fasting? Oh, yeah. You know, Prayer, you know, it's funny, I've had debates almost with Christians throughout the years about what's more important, <laughs> the Bible or prayer, you know, and uh, I've landed on, which is pretty obvious, the Bible, because without that, we wouldn't know how to pray <laughs> or even know about praying. So, of course, the Bible is the foundation of our uh, faith, what it says and tells us about Jesus and all that. Um, but, it, you know, Jesus would get away and pray. And so if he prayed... And all the other things, you know, even in the Old Testament, all the different prayers that would change things, all you know, all kinds of ways with Moses and on and on, you know. Um, I think Hezekiah was, they were getting ready to get blasted by the Syrians or something, and he prayed and God delivered them. So prayer is, is so huge. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, fasting has become, I feel like in our culture, just non-existent, really. It's never talked about. Um, and I, I consider it like the atomic bomb of Christianity. You know, it's kind of uh, super important. And, and if you read, and, and the reason I get that is from the Bible. Uh, by the way, backing up in my story a little bit, I did not grow up in church at all. Okay, So I have a little bit of a different story. So I've, I've talked to many people, and a lot of people have grew up like me with no church, but many have grown up in church, and then they have all that you know baggage, and some good, some bad. Um, so I did not grow up in church at all. And I, when I accepted the Lord at 18, I didn't even have any Christians in my life to ask, what did that mean? Or, you know, I, I, because of Christmas and Easter, I knew about Jesus, you know, that much. And that was enough to say, okay, I accept him as, you know, my Lord and Savior. That was a question that was asked to me. And um, so then I just read the Bible for five years. So that's my uh, education. That's my spiritual background of reading the Bible at 18 years old to drop out of high school. I read the Bible front to back, and I read it every day for five years. Then I started going to church. So that's where I learned about fasting and prayer and everything else, you know, according to the Bible. And um, going back to the fasting part, um, 
you know, when uh, King Saul died, the whole country fasted. When Nineveh was getting ready to get attacked um, or wiped out and Jonah showed up, they fasted. When Queen Esther, they were getting ready to wipe out the Jews, she fasted. So, you know, I don't need to say it's that important. Just read your own Bible. And, you know, Jesus says, when you fast, he says, when you fast, when you give, um, you know, when you pray. So these are assumptions that are part of the Christian life. It, none of them should be, uh, you know, discarded at all. We should uh, try to understand them and live and walk in those, those uh, principles, you know. I think there's a lot of stability in that three-legged stool, God's word, prayer, and fasting. So I love how you brought those all together and what power was unleashed uh, as you were uh, obedient to do that and diligent to do that. Um, so part of, the, part of the intrigue for me about Basic Bible Guide, um, and let me just ask, had you done Bible studies before God asked you to write one? I mean, well, did you come was... with preconceived notions of what they ought to be, or was this, you know, completely from God, completely fresh and new? It was completely fresh and new from God, 100%. Um, I had, <clears throat> okay, so no, I had not done any Bible studies at all. Growing up, I don't remember a Bible being in the house, okay? My parents divorced when I was in fourth grade. We ended up with my mom. There were five of us. The oldest was older, so he was kind of gone. He went in the army and, you know, moved on. So there was four of us a lot. And we were with my mom. She was a single mom. She did get child support, but we didn't have much. Um, I do not remember Bible being in the house, um, but I knew that there was something missing out of my life. And as a, pretty early on, I you know was successful in you know school and things. You know I was you know things kind of came easy to me, and I was assistant manager of a warehouse at 18 years old and things like that. Uh, but I knew something was missing out of my life. Uh, so when that guy came up to me at 18 years old and said, "Have you ever accepted Jesus Christ your personal Lord and Savior?" That's all he said to me. And I was on the boardwalk of Ocean City, Maryland, getting ready to go out and party. And because uh, you could drink legally at 18 back. And so, so it was packed with people. It was starting to turn dark. And I was standing, and I, my grandmother lived there. And so I went there every summer with my mom and would stay with my grandmother. They'd give me a key to the back door. I'd come in through three in the morning or whatever, you know. And I'm standing there thinking where I was going to go that night. And, um, this young man about my age popped out of the crowd right up to my face and just said, have you ever accepted Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior? And I said to him, turn around and walk away because I'm going to do it for real, not for you. Because like I said, I knew something was missing out of my life. And I said, okay, Jesus, I accept you. So no, I had not done a Bible study. Didn't know even, I don't think I've read a Bible verse, really. I've been to church a couple of times with uh, some friends or, you know, different things in different churches a few times. Um, and then uh, when I got home from that, that vacation, I said to myself, I meant that decision. What do I do now? And um, the Holy Spirit, I know now, said, uh, and, and it wasn't audible, but it just came to me. Like, obviously, it was like, and, and it was like, well, there's uh, the Bible. You heard of the Bible? And I was like, yeah, I heard of the Bible. So I looked in a phone book in a Christian bookstore and went and bought a Bible. At 18 years old, drop out of high school, I read the Bible front to back the whole Bible. <laughs> and, and to me, that's just logical. Like if you say you're going to believe something, but I be honest with you here. Okay. When I started reading it, I thought, I like this part, but I don't really like this part. I did. I sit there, I sat there and kind of picking and choosing a little bit. And then again, the Holy Spirit said, no, 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 you can't do that. You either got to accept all of it or none of it. And I go, okay, I accept all of it. And I've never turned back since, you know, 
Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. Twas grace that brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. This verse from the song Amazing Grace, the same song from which we drew the title of the Now I See podcast, could be the song of Daniel's life. You've been listening to the many hard things that helped forge Daniel's character and led him to write a study guide that launched a ministry. Won't you take a minute to do something easy? Maybe you know somebody who needs to hear this episode. Please share it. Maybe you've been meaning to subscribe to this podcast or my newsletter. Please do it. Maybe you've been thinking about rating and reviewing this podcast or planning to join our online discussions. Please post it. Here's something else easy. Stay tuned as Daniel tells us why he's so driven to help others avoid the mistakes he made and to grow in wisdom and knowledge that is readily available to all who will take the time to seek it out. To find the grace that brought him safe thus far and the grace that will lead him home. I love that story. So um, for me, uh, my experience was exactly the opposite. I grew up doing Bible studies, starting with Navigators and well, I, actually before that with Good News Club and and uh, various church curricula until I uh, became an adult and then started doing Bible studies with groups. And so in my mind, there was a certain way about how Bible studies ought to go. And so when I sit to study the Bible, then I have a template, which I follow. You didn't have that. And so I just love that, that your word that you received from God was fresh and it was new on you and that you had such a strong reaction to that and it changed your life. Oh, and I can tell you that this is so fresh as far as I know, and there may be something out there like this before, uh, since then, but when I was, uh, just had it developed, say about eight years ago, I talked to a guy that had been a pastor all of his life and um, he was um, probably in his mid fifties. And uh, when I told him about it, how it worked, he about jumped out of his chair and says, I've been looking for this all my life. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, I, I've gotten all these different Bible studies and they're always about, you know, fasting or prayer or the book of John or, or something or something. But it, I've never had anything that does like this does and goes from the front to the back of the Bible through all 66 books of the Bible and has New Testament scriptures plugged into the Old Testament. Uh, so it's New Testament teaching itself with no commentary. So it's very pure, uh, just the Bible. And, um, and, and, you know, it's, it covers all six books and, and only 12 one-hour sessions that can be done with a group or by yourself. So he, he loved it. And that's why people do. And, and that's how I, one more reason I know God gave it to me is how good it is. <laughs> it's not well, absolutely. I, it is. And it's a great jumping off place for somebody who hasn't done Bible study before, um, because you've made it very easy and accessible and, and easy to understand. Um, so I want you to address, and we kind of, we've been walking around this mountain, let's camp on it for a little bit, about uh, biblical illiteracy. And it's such a problem, at, not only in our society, but in our churches. Can you speak to that? Well, that was part of the story, too. Um, when I started going to church, okay, so I read the Bible for five years, and then a tragedy happened, and I started going to church at 23 years old. From, so from 18 to 23, I was reading my Bible and praying. That's all I knew to do. And then I started going to church and I quickly discovered uh, that the church people did not really know their Bibles. I could tell by talking to them. And I got to tell you, it blew my mind. I mean, this is um, Ill, it, this is to me one of the most illogical things in all of the earth. OK, so I'll, I'll do a little, uh, you know, role play here. 
So, hey, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Christian person, is uh, that, that book you call the Bible, is that the word of God? Yes, it's the word of God. Yes. Have you ever read it once all the way through? Uh, I... <laughs> and then you say, oh, Mr. and Mrs. Christian, how many books have you read all the way through? Oh, well, uh, too many to count. Well, um, are they the word of God? No. <laughs> you know, so you're sitting there just, just scratching your head going, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, how can you say that's the word of God and you haven't read it? Those other things are not the word of God. So this is a, a big problem um, among Christians that they don't really know their Bibles. And again, I can still tell by uh, talking to them that that's the case, you know, and they'll misquote things. Um, you know, they'll, they'll say the Bible says this, but it doesn't. And, and a lot of times those are people who actually are more antagonistic. They're not really uh, part of the team so much. They're kind of antagonistic instead, you know, but yeah, people just um, aren't into their Bibles. And, you know, I did, that puzzled me for years until I ran across this verse. Okay. And it is, um, oh, where is it? Uh, Hebrews, I think. Um, and, and it says, this is what it says, wherever it is, this is what it says. It says, the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. It divides the joint and the marrow and the soul and the spirit and judges the thoughts and attitudes of our hearts. So uh, that is one of the huge, big reasons people don't read their Bible. I don't want anything judging the <laughs> attitudes of my heart, you know? Um, because, and so this is my way of putting it. The Bible cuts through our own baloney. <laughs> yeah, it really does. It really does. I think, too, a lot of people are frustrated because they are afraid that it's too complicated or they won't be able to understand it. And very few people have the ability, as you did, to start reading at the beginning and go straight through. Um, Get past Genesis and into Exodus with all the laws and um, statutes, the genealogies and things in uh, Levitic, Leviticus and Numbers. And um, and I think people get discouraged and they stop reading. So that's not always the best place to start when you're reading the Bible. But as you've observed, you know, you need a good foundation in order to fully understand what's happening in the New Testament. Um, so I think a lot of people are afraid that the Bible's too hard to understand. You say different. Um, well, again, okay, I'll say this. We all have, we all have our own brand of baloney that we like, <laughs> that we're full of, but the question is how full of it are we, okay? So, um, recently, uh, I was speaking to a middle-aged man and about reading the Bible, and he just said, well, you know, I just, I'm not a good reader. I just don't read that much. I said, really? I said, well, don't you read your phone all day long? And he just went, oh, <laughs> oh, I guess you got me, you know. So, um, I, you know, I don't mean to be mean, but uh, like, again, just cutting through the baloney here, okay? We all know what we want to know. We do what we want to do. We go where we want to go. We, we can spend hours watching TV. We can go to the movies. We can go to a game or a, a different thing. Uh, we can sit there and read about... Um, you know, or a magazine or whatever, we can, we really can pick up a Bible and read it. We really can. But, you know, I know that it's not the most fun thing, you know, in our flesh, it's not super fun to read the Bible as we would think of fun. Um, but, the, you know, the closer you get to God, the better and more fun things are. And one of the big, big ways of getting closer to God is reading your Bible. 
so that's why that's why the Lord had me put this program together so that people will get into it um, and they can understand it. And you know, talking about you, earlier, you said that this is a great kind of introduction for a new person. Well, that's not necessarily the case because I've had uh, a woman that was in her mid seventies go through this, and she told told me she had gone to church all of her life and never understood the Old Testament until she went through basic Bible guide, okay? Then I had a, uh, a, a man uh, that was, we do these different events where we have a booth and everything. And, and we do a lot of um, secular events. I, I love it really at the uh, holiday food and craft show or the Oktoberfest or a gun show or wherever. And you have chocolate and you have guns and you have, <laughs> you know, gifts and, and you have basic, yeah, and you have basic Bible guide. You know, we have a big sign and everything, you know. And um, this one guy was selling CBD oil next to me. And so I started talking to him about Basic Bible Guide. And uh, I gave him one. And he came up to me and opened the book and, and says, and he pointed at a scripture reference like 2 Samuel, you know, 6.14 or, or James 1.5, whatever it was, John 3.6. And he just pointed at one of those. And he goes, what does that mean? Okay. So Basic Bible Guide is for that guy. And for the person that's almost 80, that's going to go on to church all their life. I'm not kidding you. Enough people have used this that I see all those stories and everybody in between. I love that so much. So for people that are having a hard time um, reading the Bible on their own, you also offer a solution for that. Tell me about it. Yep. Now, the book is designed to be done with a group, um, but you can do it by yourself. And what's really, there's so many, hey, God's so smart the way he put this together. Um, every book is a leader's manual. Um, anyone can lead a group as long as they can read. You don't even have to know what the word Bible means or, or, or what a chapter and a verse is or anything. Um, you just start at the first page and you can actually lead the group if you can read. You need a basic Bible guide and a Bible. and. Um, then you can also do it by yourself too. But the idea is it's, it's 12 one hour sessions. I think I mentioned that before. And you might say, well, how can you be sure of that? You know, uh, because there's no discussion during the actual group. <laughs> if you start having, if you have discussion, it says that in the instructions a couple of times, because um, if people start having discussion, well, there was a, uh, a pastor, I think they call him a uh, Lieutenant at Salvation Army that's using this program. And I ran into him recently and I said, how's it going? He goes, well, it's just slow moving because there's so many questions. Exactly. And I said, well, you're not following the instruction. <laughs> you're supposed to go through it and then have discussion or else it takes forever. And plus you're hearing people say, well, you know, my pastor says, or, or I think this or that. And that was kind of the idea that we did not want is we just wanted people to hear the word of God and then decide for themselves. And you can do that in 12 one-hour sessions. And if you do this with a group, normally you get together once a week, say every Tuesday at 7 p.m., and you're there from 7 or, you know, 6.30 to 8.30, two hours. So you have a half hour to say hi, hour to go through the program, and a half hour to say bye and have discussion and everything. And so you 12 weeks, you go through this whole thing. And with no talking, you actually do get through this thing in about 12 hours. And you will, you know, everybody will understand the Bible and uh, the leader, oh, here's another really beautiful thing about it. There's no homework and there's no preparation for the group or the leader. 
you just show up with the with the basic Bible guide, a Bible, and a pen if you want to take notes, and you're ready to and just remember where you left off, make a little mark where you left off, and you're ready to go. Well, if people want to be part of a Bible discussion, you and your lovely daughter, uh, Lord Gillette, have a Facebook Bible study. Tell me about that. Yes, we do. We do a Facebook Live every Monday morning. It's um, usually around uh, it's eight 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 thirty or nine a.m. Uh, Monday morning, just for about a half hour. Now, what we do there is we sit here in the same um, conference room I'm in now, and we have um, it's a Facebook Live, so you can see us and everything. And we read a little bit, and we actually talk about it because being in that format, I thought it would be a little boring for people just to watch us read. Um, so we read a, a passage out of Basic Bible Guide, and then we discuss it. We read it and discuss it. And uh, you know, this program reaches the world, and um, we have missionaries and pastors around the world that ask for the PDF that we just send them for free. We send them the whole book in a PDF. And they can print it, use it however they want. Um, and we do. We've had uh, pastors and missionaries from the Middle East to Philippines to Africa, you know, here in the United States, um, get this program. Matter of fact, we just sent it to um, a, uh, a missionary uh, in um, a martyr. What's it called? Spirit of Martyrdom? Yes. Martyrdom? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For uh, the, the South American uh, country of Colombia, because we have it translated into Spanish as well. So everybody and and you know everyone is busy nowadays and and you know people don't they people want to have excuses why not to read the bible okay so we're doing our best to take away the excuses <laughs> i love that that needs to be done um so i love that laura has been able to take this to the next level and she's really upped your um online presence she's been on radio and tv doing great interviews you're on facebook now how can people access your videos how can they access your materials up, just go to basicbibleguide.org and uh, just search us on Facebook, Basic Bible Guide. You know, even if you just do a Google search of Basic Bible Guide, you'll find us. Uh, I think we're the first thing that you'll find after the ads, you know. Well, you certainly have the testimony that God can use anybody, and I'm so grateful that you persevered and that you are that example for so many. So as we close out our show today, is there something that you'd like our audience to see more clearly as a de- as a result of our conversation? Yeah, you know, and you just said it, that, um, you know, I've been kind of hard on people during this interview, I feel like, and, and you know, cutting through our baloney that I have my own brand too, everybody. So, you know, don't feel too bad. Yeah, we all have our own brand of baloney. Um, but, you know, don't let anything discourage you. This whole journey is, is between you and God, not me and you and God, not them and you and God. If so many people let people get in the way of their relationship with God, like, oh, I got abused or this person did this or when I went to the church, this, you know, I went to a church, you know, and this happened, this bad thing happened and all that. And I just kind of say to people, what does that got to do with your relationship with God? You know, we're all people, you know, and um, so you want to have a relationship with God, a better one, you personally, okay, then there's, you know, just a, a few things really that you need to kind of get into more. And that would be going to church and a good Christian fellowship thing and reading your Bible, praying you know, put fasting in there, you know, nice, and you know, uh, uh, dispersed throughout all that, some fasting, 
and serving, okay? So the church part of this is, you know, John F. Kennedy, our uh, president back in the 60s, said, ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country, okay? So when you go to church, don't ask what your church can do for you, ask what you can do for your church. You know, be the blessing that you're looking for other people to be. Go to church to be a blessing to serve. And I'll tell you, your life will change. It'll be amazing. You know, if you go with the attitude of, oh, you know, the music's too loud or I don't like the pastor or nobody said hi to me today or anything like that. You know what? You go in and say hi to everybody because <laughs> I've, I've gone through all this, you guys. Okay, I'm talking from, from experience. I've gone through all these you know, bad attitudes, you know, and different things in life. But boy, when you, you know, change, you know, even this interview, pray before you get into something. Father, help me to be a blessing. You know, when you go into the grocery store, help me to be a blessing. Going to work every day, help me to be a blessing. And so that's what I'd like people to come away with, um, encouragement. And this easy program will help you with all that because you'll understand God a whole lot more through basic Bible guide ministry. Thank you so much. I want to circle back to something you said before we close out. You said that often people use excuses about uh, maybe mistreatment in the church or Christians who uh, they felt weren't uh, were hypocritical and not living a godly life, and they were using those people as excuses to not get to know God better himself. I think your uh, your project here, the uh, Basic Bible Guide, really helps people hear what God says about himself and lets them see Jesus and hear his words for themselves. Um, and so I love that you're allowing God to speak for himself. Nobody's going to do it better. And you're inviting people in to do that. So thank you so much for what you've done. You're welcome. And, you know, even the tagline that we did not mention is uh, it says basic Bible guide, regardless of your beliefs. So no matter what you believe, if you want to understand the Bible in a quick and easy way, that's what the front cover says. <laughs> You can do that with it. Absolutely. And if you want to know the truth, that's a good place to start. The, the one who made it all, the one who is himself the truth. Thanks so much for your time today. We will have in our show notes information about how people can contact you and, and access your materials. I'm so grateful for your time today. Thanks, Daniel. Thank you. Have a blessed day. It's better than a good day. <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely is. And thanks, listeners. We'll see you next week. Can you think of someone who would enjoy our show today? If so, please share it with them. You can help others find us too by liking, subscribing, rating, and reviewing. Visit today's show notes for show highlights, links to recommended resources, including our own, nis.media. I'd love to hear what you have to say, so drop me a line at Kit McCarty NIS on Facebook or at kit at nis.media. And if you'd like to hear more from me, sign up for my periodic newsletter when you're on my site. Special thanks to the production team at Headset Radio and to my friend Becky Salazar for the bumper music. I'm your host, Kit McCarty. See you again soon.